Hey everyone, coming to you from my kitchen. Baby is napping, he's homesick, so I'm gonna talk through this, hopefully before he wakes up from his nap. So today we're gonna be chatting about my breastfeeding weaning journey and how I weaned my son off of breast milk during the day. He still does morning and night nursing sessions, um, which allowed me to discontinue pumping while he was at school. Um, I also introduced cow's milk to him during this time period. Um, and we've ramped up his intake of solid foods because he's not breastfeeding as much. So welcome to Growing Intuitive Eaters. My name is Dr. Taylor Arnold. I'm a pediatric registered dietitian, nutrition PhD, and mom to two. And I'm on a mission to share free and accurate content with parents so you can help your kids eat more veggies, not obsess over sweets, and have a healthy relationship with food, even if this is a work in progress for you. On this podcast, we'll chat practical tips for feeding kids, parenting, and the science behind it all. It's really, I love this part of introducing solids to babies, or I love this part of a toddler feeding journey because it really feels like they're transitioning to toddlerhood, at least for me when I'm doing some purposeful breastfeeding weaning. Plus, I love nursing my son. I love nursing my daughter, but it, it does feel good to me to have a little bit less, more of a break during the day from the constant pumping and nursing. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm doing this. It's perfectly viable to continue nursing your toddler as much as you'd like, provided they're getting adequate nutrients from their diet from food. Um, some people choose to nurse their kids well into toddlerhood, but that's not for me. I plan on do it, just doing morning and night nursing sessions until my son hits around two years old um, or if I get pregnant again, and then I would be done with that. That's just personal preference. There isn't really any like evidence or science behind it, but we should normalize moms choosing to wean when they want to wean. You don't have to like keep going if you don't like doing it. So I'm just going to throw that out there, but through this whole weaning process, I kept track of everything that was happening on my phone. So I have a note on my phone. So for podcasters, you can't see me. Hey, YouTubers, you can, you will see me looking down at my phone a little bit and I'm going to be checking my apps on my notes app on my phone to make sure that I don't miss anything as I'm chatting through this with you. So this journey starts right around when my son was one year old. He had been in daycare for two months. He was still in the infant classroom. We were planning on transitioning him to the toddler classroom around 14 months. So in the infant classroom, they can have milk for, or they can still have breast milk, but in the toddler classroom due to like regular daycare regulations, which is really common in the US, um, most toddler classrooms don't accept breast milk. So I had to wean him off of breast milk during the day at daycare if we wanted to send him to the toddler classroom, but I was also happy to do that on the weekends too because um, I prefer a morning and night nursing schedule for toddlers, just me personally. So where we started, he was in the toddler classroom and he was nursing in the morning after school, and when he got home or, and when he, he went to bed, plus he got two bottles during the day. So that's kind of our starting point. He was also eating solids, three meals a day. Um, and he had snacks here and there more so like when his sister was home or when we were home together on the weekends with his sister, because his sister has two snacks per day. She's three and a half years old. So kind of when he saw her eating, if he wasn't napping, we would provide snacks to him too. So the snacks were hit and miss. Um, all right. So week one, 
So the first thing we did when I was planning on weaning my son off of nursing during the day is to offer a replacement. So um, we chose cow's milk. Um, with my daughter, I did both pea milk and cow's milk. With my son, we're just doing cow's milk. Neither of my kids are really super big milk drinkers anyways, but I wanted to have an alternative option. I do have an entire course talking about how to pick the right milk for your family, whether it be no milk, cow's milk, a plant-based milk, as well as the transition from breast milk to whatever milk you choose in toddlerhood and lots of common questions about um, milk in toddlers and milk and related to constipation and what if your kid won't drink milk and how much milk should they have and how much milk is too much and all that stuff. That's called Milk 101. I will link that in the description. It's a 100% free course for parents if you're wondering about milk. So this podcast is just like my personal journey. So we decided to introduce cow's milk and the way we did that was we offered him one to two ounces-ish of cow's milk in a straw cup um, twice a day on the Saturday and Sunday of the first week that we started his weaning. I just wanted to evaluate his tolerance. He hadn't shown any signs of being allergic to dairy because he took cheese and, and um, yogurt great. Um, we, but he did have cow's milk protein allergy or um, allergic proctocolitis as an infant. So I had to eliminate dairy from my diet. So to be honest, introducing milk made me a little bit nervous, which is why we just did it on the weekend so that we could evaluate his tolerance. But I really had no medical indication for him, like for being suspicious of any adverse reactions. So he did great. Um, he, we had been working on straw cups and open cups, so I knew that he could do the cup great and he took the milk fine. Um, I wanted to get him used to the taste of the alternative milk that we're going to be using. So that's why I did that. That again was on his first birthday week. So, um, it's not recommended to introduce cow's milk or any other type of plant milk to infants under one year. And I talk more about that in my milk one-on-one course. So make sure you check that out. So, now, after we knew that he did well with cow's milk, we were ready to start moving him towards cow's milk at daycare. So right now he was getting two bottles at daycare. Both of them were breast milk. They were six ounce bottles of breast milk every day to daycare. Um, so on the first day of week number two, I sent two six ounce bottles to daycare. One was all breast milk and one was four ounces of breast milk and two ounces of cow's milk. So I didn't change one of his bottles. And the second bottle I did change and I made it around 66% breast milk and 33% cow's milk. Um, and so I did tell daycare that they could that this was happening so to keep an eye out for if he had any rejection like if he was rejecting the bottles um, and I told them that they could offer the bottles at whatever time that they thought would be best for him so if he like struggled to take one bottle more during the day or like he really needed his bottle before nap time then they would give the breast milk bottle then and if there was another time when he you know was more willing to take the bottle than to give the one with breast milk and cow's milk um, and I, we were also working on adjusting his nap schedule at this time because we've had a lot of trouble with his naps. We've finally started to figure it out now and he's like 15 months. So if you're struggling with naps, hang in there because it will get better eventually. So that's how we started that. And we had absolutely zero issues. It was like, he didn't even notice. He took both bottles. Great. And he did that all week. So then when we were doing this weaning process, we also started the Arnold family illness saga. We had tons of illnesses over the summer and it was just crazy about all the things that we got sick with and that really disrupted our weaning journey. So that's kind of where like I had this perfect plan of how I was going to wean. We were going to start and do like 
one to two ounce replace one to two ounces per day of breast milk with cow's milk and when he when he accepted that great we were going to slowly increase the amount of cow's milk and decrease the amount of breast milk in his bottles and it was going to be this smooth titration smooth transition to cow's milk but then like our life exploded with illness so that didn't happen so Week three, or week two, um, my son got sick with a fever and congestion, so we just paused what we were doing for a week. We just stayed where we were. Um, we kept bringing that one, if he went, well, when he went back to daycare, we were doing the um, a little bit of cow's milk, but when he was sick at home with the fever, I was breastfeeding him, and I was still breastfeeding him like five times a day at that point, and I didn't want to change anything because his food intake was lower, and I wanted to make sure he was getting hydrated. So we basically just paused where we were and kind of reverted back when he was at home with a fever. Um, I did give cow's milk and a straw cup a little bit more frequently during this time when he was sick, just to make sure that we kept up that exposure for him. But overall, he kept taking the cow's milk. So um, on Monday and Friday, this was before and after he was sick, I did pump once each day, um, and I was hoping to work towards not pumping at all, um, but because he had nursed over the weekend before, and then I had him home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sent him back to school on Friday when he was better, I had been nursing him a ton those three days, and so I needed to pump, so I didn't get engorged, so I did pump on Friday. Um, so then week three, heading into week three, we had just totally been disrupted. I forgot to pump on Monday, um, but I was fine and it was really nice. I went a whole day without pumping with him at school and he was doing great. I was a little sore and like full, but otherwise I was okay. Um, so on Tuesday, I started to dip into my, the end of my frozen stash in the freezer, which I had a lot. I had an oversupply when he was younger um, and when I started pumping um, so I did start to dip into my frozen stash which was kind of like nerve-wracking and exciting because I had a limited like supply if I was gonna stop pumping so I dipped into my frozen stash for his bottle on Tuesday of week three um, and I didn't have enough to like I was looking at the amount that I had so I decided to just kind of go cold turkey with the second bottle of his. So I filled one bottle with frozen breast milk and the second bottle with all cow's milk because he did so great the week before and because we were disrupted a little bit, it like threw me off my schedule. Um, and daycare said he did fabulous. So at this point we were doing one six ounce bottle with cow's milk and one six ounce bottle with breast milk and he was doing awesome. Then um, on Wednesday, because he did so great with that, that was Tuesday, um, I sent one bottle with all whole cow's milk, so six ounces of cow's milk, and then the second bottle I did four ounces of breast milk and two ounces of cow's milk. So I really started to like ramp up the pace here. Um, so we were going out of town for the rest of the week and I knew that I was gonna be breastfeeding him like because I didn't want to pump and I didn't want to have to deal with bringing cow's milk with me everywhere we were going and bottles and such. So I knew we were going to be thrown off again of our schedule. So um, I planned on offering him cow's milk intermittently, like when we had access to it at the airport or restaurants or whatever. But I, I also was able to breastfeed him exclusively if he needed that. Um, and so that was nice that I had that option. So, um, so, but again week number four he got sick again everything was paused he got a horrible ear infection that later led to ear tubes that lasted for weeks um, and so he was pretty sick so again everything was paused um, 
he was home for the whole week. I didn't offer at three hours on the dot, um, which is offer breastfeeding at three hours on the dot when he was home, which is what I had been doing previously his whole life. Every three hours I would breastfeed him. Um, so at this point I started to let up a little bit on that schedule. If he asked before like four hours, I would feed him, but otherwise I would kind of let him go like three to four hours. And one time he went five hours to get him used to having longer spaces in between breastfeeding. But again, because he was sick, I didn't want to make any huge um, transitions. So week number five, back to school, Monday and Wednesday, I wasn't pumping anymore. So it was great. Um, I did because I had been breastfeeding him when he was sick and I went straight to not pumping. I was kind of running the risk of getting engorged. Um, and I did a little bit, but I didn't like get mastitis or anything. It wasn't so overwhelmingly full like that. And I do have a hand pump that I use in those situations if I need it. Um, so I didn't pump Monday through Wednesday. I did send him to school those days with one bottle of six ounces of cow's milk and a second bottle with some pumped milk and some cow's milk. I kind of was like not being super strict with the ratio there. I was just trying to use up the rest of my freezer stash um, because I didn't want it to go to waste. And I know the amazing benefits of breast milk if you can provide it to your baby. So um, I just started to use up my freezer stash in the second bottle and I would just kind of empty one bag into it, which varied anywhere from like two to five ounces. And then it would just top off the rest with cow's milk. So it wasn't super consistent, but he did get that second bottle with whole cow's milk. Um, my plan was to offer two full cow's milk bottles starting on Monday because he did so great with the whole cow's milk bottle and the partial cow's milk bottle. I just wanted to swap them right onto the two cow's milk bottle and be done sending breast, breast milk to daycare. So week number six, got sick again. Um, and then he started refusing food due to that ear infection. So like he got the ear infection and it was improving a little bit and then it got worse again. And so he really started refusing food. Um, he got fevers. He was home from school all week on week number six. And so I was breastfeeding every three to four hours, even more for him because he was so sick and feeling so horrible. So we were like going improving and then we went backwards and improving and then we went backwards. And that's like the theme of my breastfeeding weaning journey here. So week number seven, he was feeling better on Monday. I sent him to school with two bottles of just cow's milk. He did fabulous, but then you won't guess. I mean, maybe if you've been following my Instagram journey, you will guess what happened, but he got exposed to hand, foot and mouth that Monday. The one, like I said, he was sick all week. I sent him back to school for one day, one day. And he got exposed to hand, foot and mouth. So anyways, he did great that one day with the all cow's milk bottle, but, or the two all cow's milk bottles, but we were gonna be going out of town soon again. And because he got exposed to hand, foot and mouth and because there were other kids in his class that were getting hand, foot and mouth, I just wanted to keep him out with my fingers crossed, hoping that he wouldn't get sick before a trip and we wouldn't cancel. So, spoiler alert. I had breastfed him for the whole week, um, just like our normal every three to four hours when he requested, but I usually didn't go more than five hours um, and hoping that he wouldn't get sick and we could go on our trip, but he did. 
he got hand, foot, and mouth. So hand, foot, and mouth, one of the characteristics of hand, foot, and mouth is sores in the mouth and sores in the throat, which he did have, which can make kids less likely to eat and more likely to get dehydrated. So at this point, knowing he had hand, foot, and mouth, I just, everything went out the window. I was willing to breastfeed him as much as he needed because I did not want to risk dehydration and he was just having a really hard time. So I was breastfeeding frequently, um, pretty much wake up, upon wake up once in the morning before his nap, um, then once in the afternoon, then once before bed. So I was breastfeeding him five times a day back to where we were at the beginning. Um, I did use the final bits of my freezer stash during this time, which was just like two bags, to give him a breast milk bath to help soothe his skin because he was getting sores on his hands and feet. Um, and then I did also pump twice during this week to give breast milk to big sister, hoping that she would maybe get some antibodies and help not get her sick from hand, foot, and mouth, which there's no evidence behind that of like using breast milk to prevent hand, foot, and mouth. That was just in my head, like something I was hoping would happen. It didn't work. Spoiler. Again, if you're not on my Instagram, you, you don't know, but if you followed me for the summer, it did not work. She got hand, foot, and mouth, and it was horrible. Um, also, I got hand, foot, and mouth. That was really horrible. So week number... Um, that was week number eight. Um, we were all sick and we were all home and it was not fun. Um, then week number nine, um, he was still sick, still had that horrible ear infection, had just gotten over hand, foot and mouth. Um, I had just gotten over hand, foot and mouth and we were all kind of miserable, but he did have his ear tube procedure that week to get ear tubes because he had been so sick. Um, and we did get them. So he was out of school Monday through Wednesday for his ear tube procedure. Um, and finally, once he recovered and he was clear from hand, foot, and mouth, his ears had drained of their nasty infection and he was doing a lot better and feeling better. Um, he went to school on Thursday of week nine with two bottles of cow's milk because remember, I had used up my freezer stash. So at this point, my freezer stash was gone. I was not pumping. Send him to school with two bottles of cow's milk and he did fabulous. So knowing he did fabulous, knowing he was doing great with the two bottles of cow's milk, I decided to now once now he, that he was fully on cow's milk during the day, um, I was still nursing him after school. I wanted to work him onto off of the bottles onto the straw cup. So he did great at home with a straw cup. Um, so I sent him to school with one bottle of cow's milk and one straw cup of cow's milk to replace that second bottle. Um, and school said he did great. So that week um, I didn't pump again, but because I had been breastfeeding him the week prior while everybody was sick, I was a little bit engorged on Friday. The straw cup I sent him was the Think Baby metal straw cup. I really wanted a non-plastic option and I wanted one that wasn't like, it's not a sippy cup, but it's also got like a soft straw and it's got two handles. So it's kind of a baby straw cup. And I wanted one that was easy to transition off of the bottle. And so that's the one we used and he did awesome. Um, and we had been practicing with that at home. So I think that played a role in his success there. So that was week nine. So now he's fully on cow's milk, one bottle a day, one cup per day at daycare. And after this, I kind of started to lose track of the exact weeks. So I'm gonna give you <laughs> some general information. So once he again went back to daycare after ear tubes, I was nursing him in the morning, um, right when he got home and then before bed. And on the weekends, I was nursing him three times per day. So that was a nice transition from five times per day to three times per day. Once in the morning, once before his nap, and once at bedtime, I replaced that mid-morning nursing session and the mid-afternoon nursing session with snacks. Um, I would usually offer cow's milk 
at that point too, just to make sure that he was getting filled up adequate protein um, and he wasn't crashing before the next time that we offered food. So that did really well. He loves food. So he wasn't honestly missing the mid-morning nursing session because he got food and he got to have a snack with his sister at the table. So that did, that was awesome. Um, and right about this time, I had also transitioned him to one nap at home. Um, so that was around 13 months old. So he could be on his sister's schedule for upcoming vacation. So they were both awake in the morning during snack time and in the afternoon for snack time. So that's kind of where we were at there. Around week 12, um, we had an early dinner at after daycare and a late daycare pickup. And so I didn't have time to nurse him after school and he didn't notice. And I was like, waiting for him to be upset at the dinner table that he didn't get his after-school nursing session, but he didn't care. He was just happy to have food. And then I just tried to roll with it and I ended up nursing him before bed and he was fine. Um, so I had planned on working towards this after our upcoming trip, but because it happened accidentally um, and he was fine moving forward, I just decided to keep that up. And so that accidental shift from three to two nursing sessions per day on school days is how we move to morning and night nursing sessions. Um, so at this point on, um, I used like for like a week or two, a don't offer, but don't refuse for the mid afternoon nursing session after school, a couple times here and there, he did ask for it because he knows the sign for milk. Um, but for the most part, he didn't mind and just wanted to play with his sister when he got home anyways. So week 13, this is a long story, you guys. So week 13, we got, uh, we were going on a trip to Colorado. We originally scheduled it during the week we got hand, foot and mouth, but we had to reschedule it to this week. Um, so all the rules went out the window during our travel trip. I, or during our trip, um, I wanted to nurse him whenever I needed to help him fall asleep because naps were going to be wonky and I wanted to nurse him on the airplane. And so I ended up nursing him three to four times per day on this trip. So again, we were improving and then we went back downhill and it's just like a roller coaster ride, but it worked for us. So, um, I think it's funny if you listen to my episode on weaning, I had this like very strategic plan again, and it was like, we follow the plan and then the plan changes and we follow a different plan and then it changes. And that was just like characteristic of our journey. Um, so the weekend after we got back from our trip, I asked my husband to put him, my little man down for his naps, um, without breastfeeding him and just made sure I gave him a really awesome filling lunch and he had zero issues falling asleep, which was amazing. Surprised me, but it worked out really great. So by week 15, we are officially, oh, he's waking up. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up here. So by week 15, we are officially on twice per day nursing sessions. Um, I hadn't pumped in since week nine, which is fabulous because again, I hate pumping during this week 15. Um, once we got settled into our normal schedule after traveling, I really tried to make an effort to not nurse him to sleep at night. So I would break up that nursing and bedtime routine by like doing a book after or brushing his teeth after or playing with his sister after to try to not like make the nursing and sleep connection as strong. Um, some families want to nurse their baby to sleep and if that works for you, that's great. It's important for me not to do that because I want my kiddos to be able to fall asleep independently, um, but that's not important for everybody or that's not in the cards for everybody and that's okay. You need to do what works for your family and what works for my family is to break up the nursing and sleep association because I don't wanna be necessary for him falling asleep 
you know, for the next couple of years. All right, week 16, we're almost there. So we're on morning and night nursing sessions. Um, my husband was putting him down for his nap during the day on the weekend, so I'm not nursing him on the weekends anymore, and he did great with that. Um, I've adjusted a night nursing session so it's not connected to sleep. He's not falling asleep on the breast anymore. So week 16, I'm shifting our morning nursing session. So normally I would wake him up and nurse him immediately, but now I am going to feed him breakfast before I nurse him. So I get everybody ready for the day, diaper change, he gets diaper changed, he gets clothes on, come downstairs, eat breakfast, and then after him and his sister eat breakfast and I clear off the table, that's when I nurse him. I did that because I was noticing that his solids intake at breakfast was decreasing and because it just helped our morning routine flow better with getting ready for school. Um, so I'm still nursing him in the morning, but I'm prioritizing food over breast milk at this point, which is working great for us. Another thing that is helpful with that is I've started making breakfast boxes, which are like lunch bento boxes um, that I'm putting their breakfast in the night before, so it's all ready to go. So um, because I shifted breakfast before nursing in the morning, I noticed he was like getting hangry because he wasn't being fed immediately. So a key to success here for us was to have his breakfast ready right when we came downstairs after he got dressed. And so that was really helpful in that transition too. So now that was week 16, that was last week. And now I'm recording this on week 17 of weaning. He, my little man is 15 months old. Um, I plan on keeping up morning and night breastfeeding sessions for as long as it still works with us. Again, disconnecting it from right before sleep in the evening and in the morning I will do it after breakfast. Um, I will probably drop the morning session first when I'm ready to wean completely and then the night session, that's what I did with my daughter. Um, I honestly don't see breastfeeding working past age two for us. Um, I really do enjoy nursing and I enjoy like the bond that we get and the one-on-one -on -one time that we get, but my daughter just got so squirmy right at this age. It made nursing really difficult and that's when we weaned. Um, we also weaned due to a swallowing disorder that she had. Um, so I anticipate breastfeeding him until um, if I get pregnant. Um, I anticipate maybe if he gets vaccinated, feeling a little bit better about weaning because of the research about um, antibodies for COVID-19 in the maternal breast milk being protective for infants. So I am gonna continue breastfeeding until he gets vaccinated um, for that reason. Um, or by age two, I also anticipate feeling ready to wean from breastfeeding. Um, so just that's just due to a personal preference. So for my daughter, how we did that was we, did, we weaned the morning nursing session. Right now, if I sent him to school without nursing, I honestly don't think he would mind. He doesn't ask for, for milk in the morning. I usually pick him up and offer him the breast and he doesn't nurse for that long because he's just eaten breakfast. So I think for decreasing the morning nursing session, I will just stop offering it and send him to school. He does get a snack pretty soon after he gets to school, so I really don't think it'll be a problem for him. For the night nursing sessions, we will just make sure that we give him lots of love and attention before bed, and my husband will be the one to put him to bed so he doesn't have the chance to ask. The boob won't be around him. Um, emotionally, I'm feeling really good about weaning him from breastfeeding. Um, he hasn't had an issue. I honestly don't get super emotional about this. So somebody on Instagram asked me to address that, like how emotionally I was doing. And it really isn't bothering me. I'm really happy to kind of have my body back to, for me more during the day. So that feels good. I know a lot of people get really emotional about weaning. Um, we do hope to have another baby. So 
this isn't my last baby that I'm breastfeeding and maybe that one will be a little more emotional, but I'm just not one to get emotional about that kind of stuff. So I'm feeling good about it. Um, let's see. So now I have a couple questions I'm going to answer here. Oh, I do anticipate not needing to pump during the dropping the morning and night nursing sessions because I will be doing it gradually, um, maybe even shortening them a little bit. Um, and so that's just how it will work for my body. That's how it worked for my daughter. That's how it's been working so far and we've been doing great. But keep in mind that you may need to pump if you're stopping breastfeeding, especially if you're stopping quickly, you may need to use the pump to slowly decrease the amount of milk that you're expressing so that you can avoid getting engorged or any clogged ducts or mastitis. Okay, so someone asked me how I know when they're ready to, when my son was ready to wean. Um, well, he still is not quite ready to wean completely. I think if I were following his lead totally with my daughter, I knew she was ready to wean because she was so wiggly. She would stand the boob for like two minutes and she had FOMO. She didn't want to miss out on any other activities or toys or whatever happening around her. And even if we were in a quiet room all by herself, she still wanted to get up and play. And at that point I knew she was ready to be weaned from breastfeeding. She was 15 months. Um, she was wiggly um, and she was getting adequate nutrition from the rest of her food and drinking well. So I knew that wasn't gonna be a problem. She, we also weaned her due to her swallowing disorder, but I do think I would have been ready to wean her at that time anyways. So that's how I knew with her, with my son. Um, it will probably be along the same lines unless I'm physically not interested in breastfeeding anymore or he's past the age of two, which in my mind, I've never breastfed a two-year-old, but I just don't think I would enjoy it. And so I think that's when we would wean. It's not just about when baby is ready, it's also about when mom is ready. So that's kind of more factoring into my decision of when to wean at this point, honestly, because I've breastfed him this long and um, I know anything beyond this is awesome, but uh, he can also thrive without breastfeeding too. So we're really making the decision for what I wanna do. Okay, so someone asked, does he ever wanna be breastfed during the day and what do you do if he does? Um, only when he's sick and when I, he is sick, yes, I offer it and I allow him to breastfeed as much as he needs. He really doesn't ask more than once per day um, if he's sick. Um, otherwise, like sometimes I see him signing milk and I get him a, a cup of milk. That's kind of my approach. He doesn't really like lift up my shirt or pull on me or anything that would make me think that he's like inconsolable for breast milk. If he was, I would offer it to him. Um, but he's so like distracted by playing with his sister all the time and we just keep like fun activities going throughout the day. We keep busy in our house and he doesn't really seem too interested in needing to nurse all the time. So as far as night weaning in the middle of the night, we did that a while ago. Um, so he doesn't wake up to breastfeed in the middle of the night. And uh, with the exception of last night, which is funny that, it, that this question was asked, he, I did nurse him in the middle of the night last night because he's sick again. Um, so that's really the only time that I would do that. Honestly, I think he was more wanting to be held because he didn't really even nurse that much in the middle of the night last night. So um, I don't feed him in the middle of the night. And would I if he was sick? Yeah. Um, but I'd like to get away from that as well, assuming that he's well hydrated during the day because most of the time when he wakes in the middle of the night, it's really more for wanting to be held because he doesn't show a huge interest in night nursing at this point. I did systematically wean his night nursing sessions a while ago um, when I noticed that he was starting to wake up more frequently during the night. I felt like he was reverse cycling, which means that he was getting a lot of his calories at night, which decreased his intake during the day. So for that, I did do like a modified cry it out method um, where I, stopped offering breast milk during the night um, 
because he was only breastfeeding once per night anyways. So I couldn't like decrease the amount of time. Um, I did try like decreasing the time that he was breastfeeding, but that just made him more mad when I pulled him off the boob when he wasn't ready. So I just picked a day when I was ready to stop nursing him at night and I didn't offer the boob, but I did go in and console him. Um, and I went back and checked on him and reassured him, um, as he was fussing until he fell back asleep. And so I didn't just, I didn't like leave him in his crib to cry all by himself, but, um, I did kind of let him cry a little bit in his crib and went back to check on him every few minutes to console him that I was still here and I was still going to come check on him and I was here for him, but I wasn't going to offer the breast milk. And that took three days, three days of doing that. Um, less crying each night. And then he stopped night nursing. So it was definitely hard. I cried the first night. Um, but it was nice to not to have my sleep. <laughs> so, um, that's how we did that. And then he did have some early morning wakings, which, um, actually adjusting his nap schedule is what helped with that. So we started, I think we started him on one nap too early and we've since put him back on two naps. He's 15 months old. He's not waking up early anymore. In fact, he almost slept until like seven this morning. Um, and the, the day before he slept to like 6.30, which is late for him. He normally before that was waking up at like 5.15. So he's been sleeping to a normal hour. He's been getting more sleep during the day and that's been helping his sleep at night. So um, I think a lot of people are wondering like night nursing, they're hungry, but you also have to think about other factors that could be affecting their wake up. Are they waking up because they're having issues with sleep or they're teething rather than just they're hungry because there's a lot of reasons that a baby would wake up at night. So. That's how I decreased the night nursing. Um, and that happened well before he was 12 months old. I worked at, we worked on that, I think when he was around nine months old doing that. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're stopping bottles, you can pretty much take the same approach. Um, just instead of a boob, there's a bottle present. It's the same approach with feeding. Um, so there's all my thoughts. That's my breastfeeding journey in a podcast, in a video, in a nutshell. Hopefully this was encouraging to you. Um, I just want every parent to know that you need to do what's right for your family. There's like all these plans you can find. I mean, you can even find my plan and my podcast and this, I just want this episode to show you that things don't go according to plan, but it can still work out. So don't be disheartened if things aren't going according to plan, work with your baby on what they tell you that they need. And if you have questions or you need like consultations, reach out to a healthcare professional, your pediatrician or a lactation consultant to walk you through the weaning journey because they're amazing resources with all this information. So Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. If I did, well, you're still here. So you didn't think I rambled too much, but anyways, um, make sure to join me for the next episode of the growing intuitive eaters podcast and have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and want to hear more like it, please subscribe, leave a review and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram and YouTube at Growing Intuitive Eaters for more free courses and content related to healthy relationships with food, picky eating, and all things nutrition for kids. Happy feeding!